Welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast with your host, Allison Colley. Hello and welcome back to the Employment Law and HR Podcast. This is episode 70 and the first episode for 2017. My name is Alison Colley. I'm an, an employment law specialist and solicitor and I run my own business, Real Employment Law Advice, providing advice and assistance to employers and employees throughout the UK. Now, I would just like to start with an apology for those regular listeners. Uh, the last episode of the podcast was back on the 11th of December and I did say that I would be back in the new year in early January with an episode However, unfortunately, I did take some, or fortunately, fortunately for me, I took some time off over the Christmas period and had a bit of a holiday. And then when I came back, I was really super busy with client work. And so therefore, I wasn't able to get an episode of the podcast out to you before now. So the first episode for 2017 is going out in February. And I'm sorry about that for my regular listeners, but unfortunately, it couldn't be helped. As I said, I am a practising solicitor and I provide advice to employers and employees on a wide range of employment law issues and problems at work and HR. And I had just before Christmas a big employment tribunal case, which was a five day hearing. And then subsequently, I've had various training for clients and sort of urgent work to be doing after my holiday. So that's why the podcast has unfortunately been put on the back burner until now. I have had some lovely comments from people asking when the podcast is coming back. So it is good to know and reassuring to know that people are listening and enjoying the content. So um, thank you for that. And it also gave me the push to actually get started again with the podcast. And it will be coming to you as normal fortnightly every Monday from now on, covering all types of employment law issues. Now what I'm going to do, because we're already into January and because you've probably heard about what's going on in 2017 on the news and I've also produced it in my newsletter, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to continue with the mini series on family friendly rights that we started last year. You will recall that we had done three episodes on that and now I'm going to do episode number four just following up. So this episode is a focus again on family friendly rights and following up from the previous ones. And we're going to be focusing on shared parental leave and parental leave. So without further ado, I'm going to get into this week's content. So this is episode four of the mini series on family friendly rights. And the first thing I'm going to talk to you about is shared parental leave. Now, For those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a long time, have been paying attention to what's going on, you will know that shared parental leave came in a couple of years ago and I actually did a full episode on the new rights to shared parental leave as they were then um, and that's episode number 12 which I will link to in the show notes so you can go back and listen to that for more detail. And I also wrote several articles on shared parental leave, which are available on my website, advicefromemployers.co.uk. And I will also link to those in the show notes, which you can find on the podcast page on that website. But just to recap for you, shared parental leave is something which is slightly different to paternity and maternity leave. And it enables both mothers and fathers or two parents, two mothers, two fathers, to take time off to care for a child and that can be when a child is born, a birth child or during um, an adoption process. So what it means is that 
in the traditional, we'll take the traditional sense of the mother taking a maternity leave. So after her compulsory two weeks of maternity leave, then she can opt to then share her leave with her partner. And what that means is she basically converts her maternity leave from maternity leave into shared parental leave and can then split it. So if a mother was so inclined, she could then return to work after two weeks and her partner could then take the remaining 50 weeks of what would be um, shared parental leave. And that would be the, the equivalent, if you like, to the maternity It's not just as straightforward as that, so they don't have to do it that way. They can split it, so they could take it 50-50, or the mother can have six months of shared parental leave, and then the father can have three months, and so on. And I'm not going to go into it in a lot of detail in this podcast, because it is fairly complicated about how shared parental leave works. But basically, there is a, a series of notices and information that employees have to provide to their employers in order to share parental leave. When it comes to pay during those periods of shared parental leave, employees have much the same rights as they would do if they were on maternity leave or paternity leave, and it is an option that's available for them. Now, my experience of this from talking to clients and to employees is that actually there aren't many people who are taking it up, and there are various reasons for that. Most notably, I think, because generally it's the uh, husband or the um, the male in the relationship that ends up earning more than the woman. Unfortunately, at the moment, that's still the case in many relationships and uh, job roles and professions. And therefore, it doesn't make economic sense for the husband or the uh, the male partner in the relationship, for instance, to take the shared parental leave. Although, obviously, the government's reasoning behind the introduction of shared parental leave was try to um, enable more fathers to take time off when their children are young. I don't actually think it's happening very much. And there was a case recently which I reported about involving Network Rail, in which Network Rail were paying a couple, so there was a couple who both worked for Network Rail, who uh, decided to take shared parental leave. And the, the female, the mother, was receiving an enhanced shared parental leave pay amount, which was equivalent to an enhanced maternity pay. But when her husband took his period of shared parental leave, he was only paid at the statutory rate, which was considerably lower. And they brought a claim for discrimination, so, so it was direct sex discrimination, because they were paying a man who was taking shared parental leave less than they were paying a woman. And... In response to that case, Network Rail then made it so that all employees only received the statutory amount. So um, there was no enhancement for anybody. And that can be quite often the case, particularly with larger employers where they've traditionally provided women who are on maternity leave with enhanced pay. They're not doing the same thing for shared parental leave. So there isn't, that again, that incentive for husbands and wives to take that parental leave. But it's something that you need to be aware of. It's a family-friendly right. And as I say, there is plenty of it I've written about before. And if you want to know more information about it, you can listen to that episode 12. But what I have said to my clients is it's something you need to know about as an employer, but you need not fret about it or become too deeply involved in it or the ins and outs of it. Because the process is so complicated, I would suggest that you ensure you have a shared parental leave policy within your handbook 
and that employees are aware that it's a right that they can have. And if somebody wants to take it at that point, get advice or go back to the resources and have a look and see exactly how it works and what you're supposed to do in terms of notifications and that sort of thing, because it is very complicated. The next family friendly right I want to talk to you about today is parental leave. Now, parental leave should not be mistaken or mixed up with shared parental leave, although the names are very similar. As I've said before, shared parental leave is where parents share the leave that they can have in relation to a child when a child is born or adopted. Parental leave is an illegal right that employees have. Um, It's all employees who have been employed for one year or more who have parental responsibility for a child have this right to take parental leave. Now, parental responsibility is a legal term, so it tends to be somebody who's named on the birth certificate or it's the father, if it's an unmarried, who's named on the birth certificate or a father who's married to the mother. It doesn't actually cover step-parents at the moment, nor does it cover foster parents. It's just those people who have parental responsibility for either a birth child or an adopted child. And what it means is that an employee who meets those criteria, so one year employed, parental responsibility, has the opportunity to take up to 18 weeks leave per child over the course of 18 years. So over the course of the child's lifetime, they can take up to 18 weeks leave. Now, they can't take more than four weeks leave per year per child, and they can't take more than 18 weeks. So they can't take their sort of 18 weeks with one employer and then move to a new employer and then take further 18 weeks. It's over the course of the child's life up to age 18. Now there are some exclusions for parental leave and those people who are employed in the police force, the armed services or who are crew on a share fishing crew then they don't qualify for parental leave but everybody else would with one year service. And the purpose of the parental leave is to give parents the opportunity to take time out to care for their children. And it doesn't have to be for a specific reason, but it has to be in relation to the care of a child. For employers, this parental leave and this parental leave right is unpaid. So there's no requirement for an employer to pay anything during the parental leave period. So unlike in shared parental leave or maternity leave or paternity, where there's a minimum statutory amount you have to pay each week with parental leave it purely is purely unpaid however employees continue with their contractual rights so they have the rights contained within their contract in terms of notice pay and all of that sort of thing they continue to accrue holiday and they continue have continuous service with you so there isn't a break in the continuity of their service if they take parental leave now when an employee takes parental leave if they want to return to work when they're ready to return to work after parental leave they have the right similar rights I suppose to an employee who's on maternity leave to return to the same job if they've had less than four weeks parental leave and their parental leave hasn't been tacked on to a period of let's say maternity leave which is more than 26 weeks then they can return to the same job. They have the right to return to exactly the same job as when they left. If an employee has more than four weeks parental leave, so let's just say you have an employee who has three children, all under aged 18, and they take four weeks for each child in the period of a year consecutively, so that means they take 12 weeks off 
when they want to return to work, they have the right to return to the same job unless it's not reasonably practicable for them to return, in which case they have to return to a suitable alternative. Now, if you're in a situation where you have an employee who's had longer than four weeks off, then it's important that you get some advice if you're not going to enable them to return to their same job, just to make sure that you meet the test of what's reasonably practicable. And also, if an employee takes four weeks parental leave and that's tacked on to let's just say they've taken their full 52 weeks of an of maternity leave and then they take four weeks parental leave at that point they would this, this rule applies so they wouldn't have to return to the exact same job if it wasn't reasonably practicable too so it's just something to keep in mind when you're planning and you have somebody who wants to take parental leave So how does it work in practice? Well, there is what's known as a default scheme, which is set up by law, which I'm going to talk to you about. But you can also, as an organisation, amend that. As long as you're amending it in a set format and it's contractually agreed and you're giving employees more rights than they're required by law. So if you're giving them, let's just say you offer an opportunity to have paid parental leave, for example, for a period of time, then you can do that. You can alter the scheme, but otherwise you have to stick to the default. So what happens is the employee will give you notice that they want to take their parental leave. So they have to give you 21 days notice of their intention to take parental leave. If necessary, they have to produce evidence to show that they have parental responsibility for a child and that they meet the criteria. Now, as an employer, you can postpone their period of parental leave if the operation of the business means that you need to do so. So if it would otherwise disrupt the business unduly and you couldn't cope with having them out of work for that period of time for their parental leave, then you can refuse and you can postpone it um, by up to six months. So you can only postpone, you can't stop them from taking parental leave altogether. Before you postpone the leave, you must obviously consult with the employee about the date on which you're going to postpone to and then you have to give them the notice and you have to put it in writing as to why you're postponing it, so the reason why and giving them the new beginning and end dates for the postponed period of leave. And you have to do that no later than seven days, so you only have seven days after you receive the notice from the employee if you're going to postpone their leave to do so. Now, what I would say to you is, In the event that you receive a parental leave notice, if you haven't had any previous notice of it before, and so you haven't had that discussion with the employee and the opportunity to discuss it informally, I suppose, then it would be a good chance to call them in and have a chat with them about it. And if you really think that actually you're not going to be able to cope operationally if they took that period of parental leave, then I would suggest you have that discussion with them before you issue the formal notice to say that you're postponing their leave. It's just about good relations and keeping up the communication and preventing problems with the employee. Because really, if the employee has some crisis with their child, for instance, and they really need to deal with it, you need to think about whether actually you could cope operationally having them out rather than having them in the business with the potential that they are their minds elsewhere or that they are going to take sick leave because they become so stressed about the whole situation. So really take into consideration the employee's 
reasonings as well if you do think you can't cope with having them out of the business for a period because of parental leave but also remember that you may just be delaying the inevitable so you're delaying it to a later date so if you think well really we just can't cope without them it's not going to change they are going to end up taking that parental leave at some point because they have the right to do so now what you need to be aware of as as an employer is as I was saying previously with regards to postponing is you know understanding the employee's reasons behind that and whilst it might be inconvenient for you you have to ensure that you behave appropriately when somebody makes an application for parental leave. The reason being is that an employee could have the right to bring a claim against you in the employment tribunal so they have the right if they feel that they've been subjected to any detrimental treatment because they've made the application they can bring a claim. If they're dismissed because they've made an application for parental leave or sought to exercise their right to parental leave. If you've unreasonably postponed their requests for parental leave they can make a claim and if you've tried to prevent or attempt to stop them from taking their parental leave they could have a potential claim in the employment tribunal and it could be costly for you. Hopefully if you're listening to this it's because you are an employer that understands and cares about the important things looking after your employees and that this is the fourth episode about family-friendly rights and as you've heard there are various rights that employees have in relation to looking after their family as well as doing their best for you as an employee and I think it's important that you understand all of those rights and where they fit in but also understand the importance for your employees of having the correct work-life balance and that actually if there are things going on outside of work that are affecting them it's going to ultimately affect their job and so then you might want to consider some of these options for them and many employees may not know that they have the right to take parental leave so if you see that somebody is struggling for